Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time for another Benny J bonus interview brought to you in part by SEIU Healthcare, Illinois, Indiana, the Chicago Federation of Labor, the Chicago Teachers Union, and Chicago Reader. Bonus time on the Ben Jarofsky Show as I speak. It's Thursday, September 15th, 2022. I'm going to give you a headline from today's Sun-Times that'll kind of... Usually I do these headlines before each one of these bonus interviews to let you know what is in the news. It doesn't always relate uh, to what we're going to talk about, but this particular headline and this particular article directly relate to what uh, I will be talking about with my two distinguished guests who are waiting to come on. So before I bring on my distinguished guests, uh, let me share with you this headline and the lead from this article from today's Sun-Times. So here's the headline. <clears throat> I will now clear my throat to do a dramatic reading. Row and behold, some kind words. Despite a great track record versus Bears, Aaron Rodgers heaps praise on linebacker Smith. That is what constitutes a pun in Sun-Times land. Instead of lo and behold, row and behold, Rokon Smith is the man's name. Anyway, here's the headline. Here's the lead by Jason Leeser, who writes about the Bears for the bright one, the Sun-Times. Here we go. Aaron Rodgers has dominated the Bears throughout his career so much so that last fall he screamed, quote, I own you, unquote, to fans at Soldier Field, and no one could tell him he was wrong. He is 23 and five against the Bears in his run as the Packers starter and looking for his seventh consecutive win when the Bears visit Lambeau Field on Sunday. In his last two wins last season, he threw six touchdown passes with interceptions and even rushed for a touchdown. He made it look easy. Without further ado, I will now bring on my distinguished guests to have a discussion on the Bears versus Packers, the rivalry, Sunday's game, who's going to win, who's more overrated. Is Aaron Rodgers the best quarterback in Packers history? And much, much more. We'll start with distinguished guest whose first initial is L. Introduce yourself. Allen Jones, rabbit bear fan. He's also a distinguished uh, writer and uh, frequent guest on our show, former Green Party candidate. He's being modest all of a sudden, Lee Allen. Former Green Party candidate uh, for the Senate. Comes on on Wednesdays a lot with Monroe Anderson. Great debate. We're not debating politics today, Lee Allen. You're not going to be pushing Monroe from the left. Uh, No, no, you're not. Okay, Monroe, Monroe will be listening, though, because he is an avid bear fan, and, uh, as are you. All right, without further ado, I'm going to ask my other distinguished guest to introduce himself, and his first initial begins with K. My name is Kevin Lamb. I'm not just a fan. I am an owner of the Green Bay Packers. I've been a fan <laughs> of the Packers since 1964. And uh, I am a lifelong, as Kevin knows, is Chicago Bears fan and pretty much a lifelong Green Bay Packer hater. But I am going, I totally Allen, Kevin, I'm playing it straight down the middle here. I'm going to be Ted Koppel-like in my objectivity. I'm going to allow Lee Allen to articulate the Bears point of view and you to articulate the Green Bay Packer point of view. I'm you gonna know you st- can't do it. You know I can you do it. Can't do it. You, your head will explode. It will Chris, not explode. I will Chris, prove to the world. Be ready because can he cannot stop himself. <laughs> Uh, I, will prove, I will prove to the world. And just so people know, Kevin Lamb is also uh, a very knowledgeable political strategist, a Democratic Party political strategist. I've known him uh, on the political side of things uh, since the 80s, Lee Allen. I've known this young man since the 80s. Uh, yeah. He was knocking on doors for various Democratic candidates, automatic candidates. We would talk politics all night, all day. And it was just... 
School reform. Yes, he was a school reform activist. Uh, and then somehow, uh, I don't know how long, it took like 12 years before he found the courage to admit. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> 12 years before the Bears even had a team we were talking about. All right. See, I, I thought I would be neutral the whole time. All yeah, right. We're going to. Gonna... You're going to be uh, as neutral as Irv Kupchanet as a referee <laughs> in the Washington versus Bears game in 43. Uh, I think it was 41 and it was 73 to nothing. Uh, you got your three and your one. Mixed up. To uh, yeah. And it was and like, he was the ref. He was a ref. I was not the ref. Uh, I've been a football coach, but I've never been a football ref. All right. Lee Allen Jones, we'll start with you. Uh, very knowledgeable uh, football man, uh, scout, coach, uh, lover of the game. Uh, and uh, you were also. I got to tell you this, ladies and gentlemen, the entire press corps, sports press corps in the city of Chicago, every single one of them from the Sun-Times and the Tribune predicted the San Francisco 49ers would defeat the Chicago Bears. The Bears defeated the 49ers, of course, in the pouring rain uh, in Soldier Field, 19 to 10. Lee Allen Jones predicted the Bears would win. So the entire press corps, all of them are 0 and 1. And Lee Allen Jones is one and oh. So it's time for you to take a victory lap. And we'll start yeah, with some. I don't want to tell you. I just want to, let's just get to the, the, the business at hand about this uh this new week. That was last week. Okay. So let's just start with the general. Your thoughts about the game, which will be uh Sunday. Our show, the show will drop Sunday morning, and the game will be that later that night. So you're gonna look, you're gonna be a soothsayer. What will uh, sports fans see when they tune into the Bears-Packers game on Sunday night? Go ahead, Lee Allen Jones. They're going to see why the NFL is the number one product in America related to as a business. I mean, just look at the growth of the NFL to have they could, the NFL could have any day of the week that they wanted. Uh, so what we're going to see possibly on Sunday is like a Ali versus Frazier football match. Oh, I mean, okay. to be playing Green Bay at home after, um, you know, beating a, uh, the, the San Francisco team that beat the 40, uh, that beat Green Bay last year. Uh, it, the, the NFL just has a great product. I mean, it's, 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 it's the best thing going. I mean, just think about it. We're on here talking about it. The national media is talking about it. The oldest rivalry in sports, Aaron Rodgers, who's been doing a lot of media. I mean, he has the disc. He's been looking good in his commercials. Very good. So much so, Ben, that I think we're going to hit him so hard that that's going to be his next career, is being a permanent pitch man for Madison Avenue. So, in other words, you're predicting that the Chicago Bears will be triumphant in this uh, showdown on Sunday? I think so. I don't think that the – I think the Packers – are dealing with several issues and you never really want to come into a game like this with an offensive line that has not established itself. And I'm sure Kevin would say that the offensive line uh, for the Packers isn't in the ideal situation coming off the week that, uh, you know, he had against Minnesota. Mm. And so why, before I turn it to Kevin for his prediction, so do you think that it, uh, the Bears defense will be taking advantage of that weak uh, Green Bay offensive line? I think they're going to be really hungry. I mean, you got to think with the Bears scheme, they're rotating eight to nine guys, and they're asking for maximum effort from those guys on every play. And then they have this young guy, Dominic Robinson, uh, who is a fifth-round pick out of uh, Miami of Ohio, who had, you know, demonstrated a great deal of traits. He's only played defensive end for 16 games in his entire career. And uh, he went out last week and he dominated the best left tackle in football in Trent Williams. And uh, I, I suspect that if it's David Bakhtiari or uh, Lucas Nyman, that he's going to have just as much success in limited action as he did in week one. So I just don't know how the Packers are going to be able to respond to the level of pressure that the Bears are going to be able to dial up. And I don't really think that the Packers are going to be able to account for uh, Jaquan Brisker at safety. Uh, before we turn to Kevin, just uh, elaborate on that point. Jaquan Brisker is a strong safety. 
And so what has happened, you know, over the rain, over the recent rain that Aaron Rodgers has had, the Bears have not had a safety that's been able to play in the box and play the pass. And that's what really has chipped the hand of Aaron Rodgers to be able to dictate the game so much, because if you don't have a safety in the box that can stop the running game, that opens everything up for play action. And, and the Bears' best safety combination was when they had uh, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Jackson. Jackson and, and Adrian Amos and correspondingly we sent Adrian Amos was with the Bears and he you know he solidified the Packers defense as they have recovered from the Mike McCarthy era which has now reappeared in Dallas but I digress yes let's uh, uh, let's avoid resist the temptation to talk about Mike McCarthy all right Kevin uh, you heard Lee Allen's initial thoughts so I'll give you the opportunity to offer your initial thoughts and to respond specifically uh, to Lee Allen's prediction that the Chicago Bears will dominate uh, uh, with their defensive rush uh, Aaron Rodgers will be running for his life, and the Bears will be victorious on Sunday. Take it away, Kevin Lee. Well, first, Ben, I want to thank you for finding somebody who's actually run for public office from the Green and Gold Party because I, I knew think... you would use that. I knew you would use it. I knew you would. I knew you would, and you didn't disappoint. <laughs> and I got to believe that, you know, with that kind of clout, he probably already has Super Bowl tickets because. I don't even know why we're doing this because the Bears are already on their way, aren't they? They they're they're Super Bowl bound. This is this is the the rest of the sixteen games are kind of a perfunctionary. But uh, I, I do agree with uh, I one. I agree that the NFL is pro- that's a nice sock. <laughs> that's my son. I see yeah, that. I see that. Uh, I agree. The NFL does do a good job of just owning whatever they want. I'm, and I think that everybody's got to keep them kind of focused in on Sundays and now it's Mondays and then it's Saturdays and then they got Thursdays. And so they, they got to leave room for everybody else. But, uh, you know, this is what, 17 years in a row that the Bears and Packers have been on prime time. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, leaving, I think, at least 11 of the last 12 games have been on primetime. So this is a good ticket. I don't, you know, as as a as a big fan of this rivalry, I, I don't know if the rivalry is really that good. But I think the TV ratings are always there. People stuff like this. We like to talk about this stuff. And, you know. I got to think that uh, you, you, I think you're right about Brisker. I thought he was a breath of fresh air for, because Eddie, Eddie Jackson came out of nowhere. They haven't seen really hiding her hair of Eddie Jackson since 2018. And he all of a sudden he shows up with the one non-contact thing he can do. And that's just grab the ball out of the air. But otherwise he's making a business's decision every time he, uh, every time he's on the field to make sure he doesn't have to hit anybody. But uh, I'm glad you brought it up because I was going to that. Yeah, you used to have a good safety and that was Adrian Amos. And we're glad to have him because he's 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 really good. But uh, unless they're picking an Adrian, unless they're picking off a pass from from Rogers, which until last week hadn't happened in years within the division. Um, I think that I think that Brisker is the, the up and coming guy for the Bears defense. But you, I want to say the last time it was a pick, it was a bear that got to pick, if I'm not mistaken. I want to say it was in that last game when they won at home. Well, you're younger than I am, and my memory doesn't work quite that far yeah. back. I, I, no, I, no, we're talking about that would have been the, the, the second game of Nagy's first year that I think that um, a bear got an interception in the last game of the year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, off of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. But let's, uh, Kevin, let's go back uh, to uh, the opening question. Uh, it was uh, unambiguous assertion from Lee Allen that the Bears would prevail. They would dominate uh, the uh, uh, Packers' weak offensive line and that Aaron Rodgers would be running for his uh, little MAGA loving neck. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to go there. Uh, and um, that the Bears would be victorious. So, do you think that your beloved Green Bay Packers will be 0-2? Remember, they lost their opener. You may have, they lost their opener to Minnesota. So if they lose Sunday, they will not only be 0-2, they will be 0-2 against rivals uh, in their division. So 
Do you think that Leala will be correct and that come Sunday night at about midnight or so, the Bears will be 2-0 and and the Packers will be 0-2? Kevin Lamb. I want to send some of this cheese over to Lee Allen because I think that maybe he's maybe he's just hungry. Maybe he's, uh, you know, hasn't had anything to eat all day. So some cheese would help him in, you know, getting his blood sugar up, getting to where he's supposed to be. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm, I love I'm your props. I love your props. I feel so unprepared. <laughs> I want to send my son to go get my Bears jersey. You got cheese and a John Brockington jersey. I feel <laughs> James under- Jones on I my head right here. Argument. I just have a good argument. Go get my Bears hat, Lennox. Yeah, he's got a good (laughs) argument. We're waiting to hear the Green Bay argument, Kevin. You're eating a lot of cheese, but I'm waiting for the argument, so go ahead. You know the Bear fans are pumped up because the Packers lost the first game this year. As I – if I – Tax my memory. I think that the back the Packers lost their first game last year, and they still ended up with the number one seed, thirteen wins out of the season for the third year in a row. So, yeah, I think that uh, I think that's going to put them back on their heels a little bit. But I think that that's got to give them that uh, humility in their soul to be able to collect themselves. I I think yeah, I think that the Bears have to have to have a good pass rush because. Right now, they're sorting things out. I, I I think the Bears will come along with an offense somewhere down the line. I think that you know that I think they do have a good quarterback now. Of course, the guy that's in Pittsburgh right now wasn't bad. They just had bad bad, bad coaching. Nice hat. Uh, I wow. I got this at Hallis Hall actually. Uh, I'm the only one who can't see Lee Allen's camera for some reason, so I'm missing all this one. But I, he's, uh, not, he's, he's doing I, great here. I know. I, I just have this frozen image of him on the screen. All right, Kevin, no more ducking and dodging. Will the Bears be 2-0 and and the Packers 0-2 after Sunday's game? No. The Bears are going to be 1-1 one and, one and lucky to be there. The Packers are going to be 1-1 one and, one and on their way to another 13 wins this season. All right, and address the issue that uh, Lee Allen raised about the weak, deficient offensive line of the yeah, Green Bay good, Packers. That's a good point. I, a lot of people are, are talking about that only because Bakhtiari has not come back, Jenkins has not come back, but they were not around for almost all of last year. In fact, you guys picked off uh, one of the guys that we had uh, coming into the, to, to the line last year. Our line was more beat up last year than it is this year. The Nyman on the – on the left tackle is is a better guy now because he got almost all of the starts last year. They've got uh, this uh, new Zach Tom. He's going to be a good uh, person to rotate in and out. Uh, right now their center is healthy. That the, the guy who was a rookie last year went down in the Bears game in Soldier Field last year. Uh, and then Lucas Patrick came in and played the rest of almost the rest of the season for him. Uh, they've got they've got a lot of young guys. They don't have their best stars, but they do have a lot of young guys who have had a lot of experience rolling in and out of the offensive line. It, I don't think it's as weak as people say. I do think, I do think that the Bears will focus on a pass rush because that's what everybody has to do to try to, try to get Rodgers off of his mark. But I, I think that running is not what, what bothers him. Uh, all right. Uh, no, I think it's uh, mainly what uh, bothers him is the threat of having to get a, a immunization. All right, I'm sorry, uh, Lee Allen Jones. So uh, I didn't mean to go there, Kevin. Hey, I apologize. Set up for the unions. I'm glad for that. Uh, he disappointed a lot of people with that with that bullshit. But, he oh, really sorry. did. Oh, sorry. No, you're allowed to swear. It's a podcast. Dang all right, it. Lee Allen Jones. Uh, so I will advance this argument, and I've been really waiting for you to hear hear you address it. And you could tell by his opening statement that Lee Allen uh, has coached football, and he knows that football on a level beyond someone like me who just watches it on uh, on TV. I coached. Uh, flag football, Lee Allen, not tackle. All right, so Mike Martz, the former Bears offensive uh, coach, has been very critical of the Chicago Bears, very critical of their offensive line, line and critical of Justin Fields, the quarterback. Uh, and he dismissed before the season began any possibility that the Bears would have even a mediocre season. He said they were the worst offensive line he had seen since the De- Detroit Lions, I think it was 2008, who went 0-16. Uh, 
Uh, the Bears were victorious 19 to 10, as I said, against San Francisco in the opening day. He doubled down Mike Martz. He said they still stink. And uh, he doesn't see any possibility of the Bears uh, <laughs> having any kind of future. Please address uh, the uh, criticism that Mike Martz has uh, leveled at the Bears uh, and explain why that offense can prevail on Sunday uh, against the Green Bay Packers defense. Go ahead, Lee Allen. I mean, Mike Martz has been irrelevant for a long time. I think his last job was coaching, was it in the USFL or XFL or something like that? And he really wasn't successful. Um, I mean, he he's a, he's a traditional uh Coach looking at the game that's passed him by. Um, his assessment of Justin Fields, I think, is overly critical. Uh, Justin Fields has had great development under Luke Getze and uh, Andrew Ginoco, which are, you know, both former Packer coaches. So he's getting the same uh, development that, you know, uh, basically retooled Aaron Rodgers' career after Mike Marthy uh, left uh, when they fired him and they brought in uh, LaFleur. Uh, I just don't think that, the, you know, Mike Marsh is not seeing the modern game of football. And I don't think he was a great coach when he was here in Chicago. And he may have issues uh, with the franchise because he may have thought that he should have been the head coach uh you know when he was the offensive coordinator to succeed lovey and he also had a deal with jay cutler as uh you recall so all right what yeah, about yeah, jay cutler didn't hold him in high regards at all i i love to hear jay cutler's comments on mike march's comments well all right uh so what about the criticism about justin fields and the horrific first half he had uh, and the go and the fact that the bears could not mount a consistent drive uh, it was like three and out, three and out. Go ahead. They're a young offense, and you got to think Justin Fields is a young quarterback, and they were in in very inclement conditions. I mean, uh, you know, basically they should have they should have been scuba diving out there instead of playing football. Uh, when you look at the way that the weather was, and I thought Justin actually showed more in the first quarter and not exact. Cause you know how many games you've seen uh, with Chicago bears quarterbacks where nothing happens. And then they end up making something happen for the other team, trying to force <laughs> something to happen. So yeah. I think that's what Justin Fields was able to evolve was the malaise that usually, you know, Chicago bears fans see he didn't, he threw an interception. He came back, but it also showed how great the defense is. I mean, I think you're looking at a top five defense, and I think that's what you're going to see on Sunday is old black and blue division football because the Packers are going to have to run the ball and the Bears are going to have to run the ball because both teams, yes, black and blue division. And I think that's what the nation is going to see is an old traditional knockdown slug me out football game with an ascending young quarterback and a quarterback in Aaron Rodgers that's, you know, that's on the other side of his prime. All right, Leon, before we turn it over uh, to Kevin, uh, I, I have to ask you about the Bears receivers. Uh, I've heard so much complaining about the Bears receivers. I've heard so much complaining about friends, from friends of mine who are lifelong Bear fans. How come we can never draft a good receiver? Uh, I, I, I like the play that Pettis made uh, uh, in the second half. We talked about the first half where the Bears were flat. We could also talk about the second half. So explain to uh to me and Kevin and our listeners, why you think the Bears receiving core will give the uh, Green Bay Packers defenders fits on Sunday night? It's going to be very simple. They're going to run block. I think if they open up the game running the football, then then correspondingly the receivers are going to have to come out and run block. And I think Darnell Mooney has graded out as an effective run blocker. Byron Pringle was an effective run blocker uh, based on PFF. Equimania St. Brown has been a great run blocker. And, in all, and Cole Komet, I think he had a great uh, game blocking last week uh, considering he didn't have one target and he assisted both tackles and able to only give up two sacks. Uh, so, you know, I think the Bears receiving core is perfect for what they need to do. And what has happened with a lot of these football evaluators is they're getting uh, they're getting fantasy football confused with real football. And and that's what happens when you you have a game that is marketed and promoted so much is that we think that receivers that are drafted high or have big names, have big impacts on games. And that couldn't be anything further from the truth, because name the, the, the last great wide receiver that played for the Patriots. 
And how many Super Bowls, you know, did the Patriots win? Even when you look at the receivers that have been with Green Bay, they've come and gone in terms of their viability over the years. I mean, remember they had uh, – who was the uh, first uh, receiver that was uh, Aaron Rodgers' go-to guy? I can't remember. Right. I, who was his first go-to receiver? I'm pretty sure you know, Kevin. His first, first of all, the answer to your question is Edelman because I think he won the MVP that year in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Julian yeah. Edelman for the Patriots, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, his first go-to receiver uh, would have had to been Don Driver and, and, and Greg Jennings, and then later yeah. uh, Jordy. Jordy. Yeah. Yes. Jordy yeah. from Kansas. Oh, yeah, my God. Jordy, Jordy Nelson. Kansas State. Kansas State. And he oh, called, yeah. Didn't he catch Donald Driver at the end of his career? Yeah. He had a long career, but, yes, it was at the end of his career. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, oh God, Jordy Nelson, just nightmares. All right. Um, so, <laughs> Jordy Nelson. Oh my goodness. All right, Kevin, uh, your opportunity. Uh, Lee Allen is predicting that the Bears receivers are far better than the Chicago media gives them credit for. Uh, that's, and not, that, uh, that's not hard. They don't give them credit for anything. In fact, they can probably only name one of them. But I, I think that I, I think that the. Chicago's in a in a media town where where if they go along, nobody's going to listen to them, and so they got to raise controversy all the time. If you really want the news about the Bears, you have to listen to Ben Jurasky because he he knows all about the Bears. Like today, I've got to stand here, and not only do I got to go against a guy who was on the Green and Gold Party, I got to listen to Ben. Is not going to be he's not going to be partial. He's he's incredibly partial on this, no matter the fact that he went to college right out at Green Bay. He he was buddies with Fuzzy Thurston. He, 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 inside, he's a Packer fan just waiting to come out. He just he just doesn't know what to do about that. I do want to say, I, I thought as, as much of a monsoon as that was uh, in the Bears game last week, probably the worst rain that we've seen since the 94 Halloween game that uh, oh Brett Arf yeah. came in and uh, thrashed the Bears, uh, that I, I thought that this new turf really held up well. I, I, you know, we've seen Soldier Field is notoriously a bad NFL field, and, they, and, and the new turf, I think, really held up well. Oh, I got to tell you, that 94 game, uh, Leal, you were 15 years old. Uh, that was a game, uh, this breaks my heart. I still see Donnell Wolford. Yeah. Chasing, uh, what was the receiver's name? Doc Jennings, but um, he's still chasing him on that go route, that 99 yard touchdown he uh, threw. Who, yeah. who was uh, Robert the receiver? Robert Brooks. 99 yeah. yards. I can, I can play. I can play. No, we don't want to see Please, 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 please. No, I have a child. My son is is is, is listening. I'd be happy to educate him. I want to. No, but you know what? Out. If I recall, and help me, and correct me if I'm wrong, Lee Allen. That was the night that the Bears chose to honor Dick Buck oh, yes. and Gail Sayers. Yes. Yes. Uh, and my beloved Gail, Gail Sayers, may he rest in peace, my yes. favorite bear when I was a kid. Second and I love Dick Buck too. In the history of, of, of Bears, only Galloway is better. No, Come, there's no one better than Gail Sayers. <laughs> stop that. I mean, just stop that right now. Yeah. And he's standing in the pouring rain. Wood? Took him forever to honor him, and then they're in the pouring rain. Yeah, I remember that '94. Then they lost. All right, but time I once again, you're ducking and dodging. I'm not Uh, ducking. We've got a lot of stuff to cover here. You want to talk about uh, March? And March, March is trying to stay relevant. I think I think Leon is correct. This guy, he's just trying to say crappy stuff about somebody to be able to get a bunch of people to tune into him. He knows the entire town of Chicago only knows Mike March for one thing. He is famous for one thing. What's that? Getting yelled at by Jay Cutler. No, no Jay Cutler. No. Tell Mike, Mike, what? He's famous for trading away a Hall of Fame tight end who is now the guy for the for the NFL game oh. of the week. Yeah, Fox. Yes, yes. Yeah. Traded yeah. that guy away. That's the number one thing people know. Yeah, Wait, he, won out. he wasn't the GM. Why do you, no, but why he do you said – he, he was the one who said – Yes, I'll be the offensive coordinator. I want to run this vertical offense, which I think is a good offense. But you got to use what you got. Look at look at what Harbach has done in in uh, in in Baltimore. You got this opportunity to have the quarterback that does that. You got to be able to you got to be able to form yourself around that. You can't do like Nagy did in the last couple of years, saying no. I got to make Justin Fields or Mitch Trubisky do the offense that I want 
you got to work with the talent you have. And, and he couldn't do that. He says, I want that guy gone because we don't need a tight end in my offense. Yeah. They got rid of Greg Olson and he's probably but, going to the hall of fame. Go ahead, Kevin. I, wasn't he already in? Is Greg Olson in the Hall of Fame? I don't think he's no, in yet. I don't think he's even made ballot eligible. I think he has, he's, he's, not, he's not eligible yet. He ended up coming coming back for an extra year, so they pushed yeah. it even farther. And Marks is only doing the the uh, the vertical offense that Don Coriel put together when Ben was still a senior at uh, ETHS. <laughs> Don Coriel with the Chargers, man. I love the damn Fouls. He even started it earlier. He he was uh, uh, an interim coach with the St. Louis Cardinals, wasn't he? Uh, I think you're correct in that one. I think. Uh, but anyway, Mike Mark Mark talking about Coriel. No, he's talking about Coriel. He was talking about Coriel there. Coriel that Coriel put together in San Diego. All right, I want um, you to flesh out what you said, though, about uh, the media in Chicago and the Bears and get Lee Allen away in it, because Lee Allen has a ton of opinions on this one. And and well, actually, this may be something that Kevin and I agree on uh, when it comes to football. Not much we agree on when it comes to football. But this particular point, uh, I actually do believe that we see eye to eye. We see eye to eye on politics a lot, but not football. So take it away, Kevin, on, well, on your follow up. Just First, first I want to say that Montgomery is not going to get the same care. I think Herbert is the is the running back of the future for the Bears. I don't think that Montgomery fits in what in, in what the new coaching staff wants. And so even though he's got a lot of talent, I don't think that I don't think they're going to use him as much as Herbert. But I think that um, I I think that the you listen to any of the radio stations or well uh what brad biggs he's 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 a pretty level-headed guy I, I i like his stuff but a lot of these guys are just looking for for uh clicks on online hot to be takes. able to they say hot takes hot takes hot takes is that what it is i thought yeah, it was just... nomenclature is for wanting to be provocative yeah, they just want to be provocative. They need people to click on their stuff to make them relevant. And so, you know, it's the same thing as anybody wants to say whatever Rodgers is going to do because I know all the Packer fans will click on it to see, well, what do you mean? What are you talking about my quarterback? Um, it's and, and that doesn't make them any good opinion. It doesn't make them relevant. It just it just makes them hot for that day. So before I turn it over to Leal to get his thoughts, let me just uh, draw a distinction. Do you think the hot takes angle is different in Green Bay than Chicago? And let me just, I'll explain what I mean. You seem to be suggesting that in Chicago, uh, sports writers go for hot takes by ripping the Bears and just saying how horrible they are. Uh, and whereas in Green Bay, I don't think, I mean, I'm, I don't follow the Green Bay media that closely, so I don't know. Come on. Uh, <laughs> they still know you. They still talk about you in Appleton, buddy. What are you talking about? I'm the only man who's actually ate at the left guard. I don't even think Kevin ever ate there. And uh, the oh, steak was God. delicious. Uh, but uh, so is that what you're getting at? That bear, that uh, Chicago sports writers uh, just abuse the Bears in order to fire up and uh, upset Bears fans and then win over clicks? Yes, in that way. They're both interested in the, the, the hot take. Is that what you said, Lee Allen? Yes. The hot take, but they do it in different ways. Doing that in, in Green Bay doesn't doesn't gain you any friends. In Chicago, everybody likes to the guy barely gets his feet wet and they're starting to fire Lovey, fire Marks, fire Nagy, fire Fox, fire whoever it is to get rid of him because because everybody's got their own opinion. They're all stuck on on the Bears should be doing this or that. The Packers are no different, but the the fan base is a lot more loyal. In, in you know, it's the only thing going in Green Bay. I I, I got to tell you, it's, 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 a, it's a small town. I've been there a lot of times, and it's a beautiful small town. But you can you can find lots of stuff going on in Chicago while the Bears are playing. In Green Bay, when when the Bear when the Packers are playing, those those tumbleweeds are blowing down. <laughs> but the the key is to get people to click in. So yes, if you if you bash the Bears, people click in. If you question if you question why are the Packers doing this or it's not it's not bashing as much as it is uh, questioning why are they doing that or suggesting that something is going to happen then they click on it like crazy but it's not it's not bashing as much. All right, Leon, uh, let it go. Your thoughts about the media coverage in Chicago of the Bears? 
I got I mean, some cheese it, for you, Leon. It, I got some cheese for you it, if you want. Is that Kobe Jack that you got right it's, there? Looks like Kobe. Matter of fact, see, he knows his cheese. Come on, you can come over here. Come on, <laughs> this side. Come on. No, come no, on. no, no. I'm fine right where I'm I got, at. I got stuff what I want to talk about. Why you should come over? <laughs> no, we we we're fine. Uh, I would say as to you, you remember Jay Mariotti? Yes. That that's what we're dealing with. You have ten Jay Mariottis. Absolutely. Uh, try, and trying to cover Chicago sports. And I actually think that losing Jeff Dickerson and John Moon really hurt the, the the press pool that covered the Bears to be more objective. And I think with the criticism we're getting from the local media now, I think went into the GM hiring. I think that the Chicago media was over fascinated uh, with the potential of hiring Lewis Riddick, who's the ESPN guy. Uh, and because they didn't get Lewis Riddick, that allowed them to have more scrutiny of, of of McCaskey and, you know, and bringing in somebody that they didn't know about in terms of Ryan Poles. And so, you know, it, Ryan Poles can't be successful because they didn't get Lewis Riddick or somebody that they felt that the national media felt should have that job. And so, you know, the local media here wants to, you know, they want to be a part of the national media and it takes a little bit of parroting in order to do that. Because, you know, if you, you just look at how big sport, if, if the NFL has gotten big, the marketing and media of the NFL has gotten that much bigger. And so these guys want to be looked at as national commentators. So they don't want to be looked at as hyper loyal uh, to their fan base. So they're using that to try to make themselves look like bigger figures on a national stage because the NFL is a is a hundred billion dollar property and who doesn't want to be associated with that to make money. So they're they're using you know, they don't want to be looked at as, as shit. They want to be looked at as national so they don't want to connect with a Bears team without looking objectively at it. Well, I have to tell you this. Uh, I don't know if I shared this with you, uh, Lee Allen. We had as a guest, I had as a guest about a week or so ago, Vinny Iyer, who is um, the Sporting News NFL beat writer, doing that for 20 years. Guy is truly one of the smartest people I know. I mean, I know Vinny. Uh, he's a fellow Northwestern fan. We've gone to games together. Totally brilliant guy. And he, I thought, was very objective. He said the Bears are much better or better than uh, anyone's given him credit for. He didn't he wasn't certain about things like winning the conference or, you know, beating the Packers. But he said they're much better and they're closer to where they want to be, which is a, a line I've never seen in the Chicago media. In the Chicago media, the driving line is the Bears are terrible. They've always been terrible. They will always be terrible. <laughs> Even when they win, they're still terrible. Uh, and it, I think Kevin's getting at something, Leon. I think there's like this perverse connection uh, that Bears fans have to a uh, quote unquote terrible team. I know I'm there. I'm that way. I know this. Kevin knows this. I get triggered real easy. I see the quarterback have a hard time. I just start having flashbacks to Bears quarterbacks down through the years that have been awful. <laughs> so, Knicks. So I can't get Nix. I kind of like getting Nix. So I get it. I understand it. Uh, I just think that um, I wish they would rise above it, uh, but I guess it's hard. All right. So uh, this has been a delightful conversation. Kevin, you want to say something before I move I'm on? Ask me, Alan, what do you think of this uh, Velas Jones? Is this guy going to come on and do something? I think so. I think the way that they're bringing him along, the speed that he possesses, uh, and, you know, just to change a pace guy and looking at the fact that, you know, I think he could – looking at Getsy and knowing his relationship with um, that that offense that was up there in Green Bay, you can just kind of look at the fact that how he – I think he's going to be like a Randall Cobb. You think that uh, oh. Getsy sticks around for more than a year when the quarter when the oh, it's uh, gonna be it's gonna be tough. I, I think the way the modern NFL is, if he has success with Justin Fields, um, he's out. I just yeah. don't. It, it's just the way it works. It was like when the Bears had um, what Gates. was his name? Get Gates. Gates, yeah, when Adam Gates came in yeah. and he got he was out of here. And you gotta look at it. It looks like Mike McCarthy might is gonna be out of there at Dallas. I mean, if you can develop a quarterback in this NFL, you're not gonna stay a coordinator for long. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that was one of the things when 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 the Packers let him go, they were like, he can go there, but he won't be there long because he's much better. He's he's destined for a head coach job. And I think that was evident in that first game and why Justin Fields was so composed. And, and, and you know, what I really thought about in the first half of that game, not looking at it from a fan's perspective, but looking at a coach's perspective, is that they coached for the second half. And you never really see that out of Bears teams. Bears coaches lose games in the first quarter. Because they, if the game doesn't happen in the manner that they wanted to, they make decisions that have long, like Nagy. He, you know, just thinking that you're going to make a, a not having a system, but looking for a play or a fluke to make up for having a system. And that's what I think the Bears game showed against San Francisco is that they coached the whole game and they didn't let the game dictate to them. They were able to dictate to the game because they stuck with the run. A lot of people like he was like like you said about. Montgomery I disagree I think Montgomery is perfect for this offense because he can run the ball and catch the ball on first down and I think he has Roger Craig type abilities and he's probably the most physical blocking back that they have and if you're going to have a young quarterback in there you're going to have to have a guy that's what that's going to go up in there and, and 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 anchor and sit when those 220 linebackers start flashing those gaps you don't want a guy turn into the side so when you look at the blocking ability uh, the pass catching ability and then the running ability of Montgomery. I don't think he's going to get paid a bunch of money to be here, but I do think he's going to be one of those guys that's going to make a career with Chicago because he fits the model of what Chicago represents. He's the type of guy you need in a locker room because he's a young veteran and you want to have, they have 15 rookies on this team. Wow. There are 15. And when you win, anytime you see a team winning with this much youth, they end up being dangerous because they could end up winning in the first two years of these guys' contracts. I mean, look at the tackles. You got a rookie in Braxton. I mean, essentially, this feels to me like what Ron Wolf would have did. You know, this this roster looks more like a Ron Roof. You look young and you have a great quarterback, but you put these young, unproven pieces around and they grow from quarter to quarter, week to week, because you trust your coaching staff to steer them on the right path. And I don't think that I think. Matt Eberflus might be the best Bears coach going back to Hallis in terms of being a football coach, not being an offensive genius, a defensive genius, but just being a principled man and a football guy that can take those uh, traditional principles and re-fortify them in the modern game. I I think the greatest coach in the history of the Chicago Bears post-George Hallis is Lovey Smith. And yeah. uh, there's no doubt in my mind, uh, I would put B- Buddy Ryan on the list, but he obviously was not a head coach. I right. think Mike Ditka was an entertainer. He was not a coach. And everybody else yeah. has been just, <laughs> you true, know. This is not a remembrance. Lee Allen is too young to remember this, but, you know, in talking about Ron, Ron Wolf, he should probably, you know, Ben, you need to tell him about who really built that team. If it wasn't for Jim Finks and Venisi, that team didn't exist. And those guys built an enormous team, and then Ditka was just some frosting they put on the top of exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, I was a, yeah, an entertainer. And he's an entertaining entertainer. Don't get me wrong. So I love Mike like Ditka. Ben, ben, I'll modify baseball. I think Matt Eberflus uh, uh, is Lovey Smith with a top 10 quarterback. Well, Lovey Smith never had a top 40 quarterback. Okay. I mean, <laughs> right. So, yeah, so he would have loved that. the top 20. Yes. <laughs> yes. So think about that. Justin Fields showed you, and a lot of people are underplaying this. He was, he, I don't know. A, I don't know a game where the bears won with so many disadvantages on a day like that on, on with, uh, with the rain, with all of the, 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 the national press with, with a left tackle that started at Southern Utah with a right tackle. That was a fifth rounder with a center. That was an undrafted free agent. With I, the, I retra- think the rain did him a favor and leveled the playing field, so to speak. I, I think, but, but, but yes, yeah, I would give you that, but I I'm looking at, when I look at a quarterback and I'm pretty sure you being a seasoned football guy, you look for guys that just have ice water in their veins. 
that is the mark of a great court. Do you have ice water in your veins and can you function with that ice water in your veins and be productive? And Justin yes. Fields, he, he showed that. And I think, when, you know, what I like about Justin Fields more than anything is you just look at the fact that he had a strong father. I mean, his father, he had a he had a nuclear family. He did not he's not a young man that came from poverty. He didn't have any of the traditional social issues you label with the black athlete. This is just a young man that was raised the right way, that was raised with family values, that loves football. And you can see that in his preparation and in his leadership. And that's right. why I, I that's and look at a kid like Jaquan Brisker. He's a kid whose brother in a city like Chicago. Chicago. Jaquan Brisker's brother was murdered due to gun violence. He watched his older brother play football, and that's why he he's playing for two people. And when you just look at the stories that are associated with this Bears team, I, I, I look at the chemistry of that. And when they did that slide at the end of the game, yeah, I that think that crazy. slide you know, you just you know how you see certain images. You know what I mean. That image to me felt like it was a transition from you know the past to the future of Bear football in that one image. All right, now uh, we have to close this down. So let me uh, set this final question up. Uh, exchanging texts with both of these gentlemen. They weren't seeing each other's texts on Sunday. I was getting separate texts from Kevin, <laughs> separate. I must, and they're not the only two on a, on a Bears game. I get a lot. I'm having text conversations with at least a dozen people. So it was very interesting, Lee Allen and Kevin, to receive the text from you guys because it was kind of radio silence from Lee Allen in the opening of the game and then an <laughs> outpouring in the second half. With Kevin, a lot of trash talking. Lee Allen, a lot of trash talking. Oh, no. And then oh, I think, no. Lee Allen, I think his phone died because I did, yeah. all of a sudden it was yeah. radio silence. I didn't care a word. You know, have like. You, Lee Allen, have you, have you seen some of the columns that Ben has written about me? No, I have not. I want oh, to do my own thing. It is not kind. I mean, he's. It's 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 awful. It, you know, I, I this I should say this is probably about the most moderate that Ben has ever been in this discussion. So I should take for what I can get because I thought it was really going to be you. Know, come on, man. I told you I'd be Ted Koppel. Oh no, right. no, you and so Ted we're gonna. No. We the Ted first Koppel question is we, Dave Golowitz. Okay, Dave Bowatch. Yeah, I, I, I just got it on his uh, on his podcast the other day. Yeah, talking talk politics. Uh, the great Dave Bowatch. All right, uh, Lee back, Allen. Man. So we'll, uh, you uh, will close first to you, and then to uh, Kevin. Just bottom line prediction. Up. Let me close. I opened up. Let let the Packer fans. No, no, no it's okay. It's okay. This, okay. This, 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 you've been in these debate. You you know how it works. If you get to open, I get to close. Yeah, that's how it goes. So Lee Allen, I just all I need is a score, a predicted score, your prediction for a score on a Sunday's game. Go ahead. 24-13 Chicago. 24-13 Chicago. Very good. I'm writing that down. Kevin, Kevin Lamb, your prediction, score for Sunday's game. Well, let's see. After this is game number 205 between these teams. Packers are leading the series 103 to 95 with six ties. Uh, the Packers have outscored the Bears 406 points to 215 in the last 14 games. <laughs> I'm thinking it's that's, that's, that's the truth. I'm just think, I'm thinking, let's see, we've won 20 of the last 23 games. Wayne Larravee is now calling the game for us. I'm thinking uh, we've already done the thing where we spot you 20 points and then come back to win. Um, I'm thinking, do we want to spot you 20 points this time? I don't think so. It's in green Bay. I think final score Caleb Haney might have to come back for the game because Justin Fields will be tired from running side to side over and all. But in the end, I think 35-17, Packer victory. I'm writing that down. And because I'm Mr. Neutral, I will sure. not make a prediction. But I'll just say this. My prediction is the radio silence at the end of the game will be coming from Kevin. The radio silence at the end of the game, that's – the. That, that's a subtle way of saying who I think will win. So, uh, <laughs> Bill, Bill, Bill. 
Yeah, very He's subtle like that. Go back and read these articles that he did on his third coasting. They're awful. They're uh, awful. All right. Well, we had enough of this conversation. You guys both passed the audition. We are definitely going to bring you back. Two entertaining, very knowledgeable uh, football fans. One's got a, a few problems, took a lot of hits, play, wrestling as a, a young man, and it has affected his judgment as to what is a good football team. I don't know if you know this, Leon. Kevin, Kevin is to wrestling what you are to football. He was a, a an outstanding high school wrestler. He, no, what, he what, loved weight class? what weight class? Uh, as a freshman, I was 119. As a senior, I was 138 and 145. Okay, that would have been my weight class. So maybe Let's go. That, maybe, Let's go. Yeah, okay, sounds good. I'll well, the next time, I want, to invite, I want to invite Lee Allen to Will's Northwoods to be able to have this discussion and have, oh, Maybe some cheese curds. Maybe and, and you know, if you really Where want cheese, located? where is this located at? Thirty thirty North Racine. Thirty okay, thirty bar. North Racine. Okay, Packer bar. It's a Packer bar. Okay, it's a Packer bar. It's a Packer bar. Yeah. Okay. It absolutely is. Well, let me check this, Ben. I remember yeah. when I was standing in L.A. one time with a cousin. And I was wearing a Bulls jersey and some, you know, Bulls outfit all red. I yeah. walked from one from my, my aunt's house to her daughter's house. I didn't realize I was in the blood in a, in a crip neighborhood wearing all red. So I, I might be able to survive at a Packer yeah, yard. No. <laughs> ben, you know what Packer fans are going to be like. They're going to be, uh, yeah. come on in. Can I get you some walleye? Would you like some cheese curds with that? Did you want Leinenkugel or Pabst? What would uh, you like? Tell us, what I, was it like up in the uh, – I, I uh, lived, Lee Allen, it, I lived among Packer fans for four years of college. I was surrounded by – I didn't have – this uh, hostility to the Green Bay Packers until I went to college. Cause then I was surrounded by them and they were just so obnoxious. And they were, uh, they were nice. They really you went to, you went to Madison college called Lawrence, Lawrence. Appleton, Wisconsin. And yeah. it's just South of Green Bay. So I came oh. there. I was a bear fan, but I didn't hate the Packers. I just didn't like them. But by the time four years in Wisconsin, I hated the thing. And yet, and yet who's the mascot for Lawrence? What's their name? I can't remember. What is oh, it? It's the Vikings. Oh, the Vikings, yeah. Oh, 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 now you remember. Like it's like a 50 years ago. I can't stand the Minnesota Vikings either. That, I by the way, that's, we can agree I, on that. We hate the Vikings. Never like because back when I was a kid, believe it or not, Kevin, the Vikings were the dominant team in the division. They beat the. I hated the Vikings and still do. So I didn't really, I mean, it was mixed feelings for me on Sunday. Yes, the Packers lost, but the Vikings won. So it was That's kind right. of a split decision for me. We appreciate right. that. Thank you. Nice meeting you, Kevin. Yes. Absolutely. We'll get together more. Ben, I wanted to find out, is it Bob Wallace or Dick Gordon? Dick Gordon. Dick right. Gordon is my absolute favorite bear receiver of all time. Love that man to death. I was a little boy uh, at Nichols Junior High in Evanston, Illinois. And uh, Dick Gordon was so cool. And uh, he and Gal Sayers were my heroes on the Bears. So there you go. Dick Gordon was his name. All, all right. right. Thank you very much, Kevin Lamb, Lee Allen Jones. Great job, you guys. I'm Ben Jarofsky. Take care, everybody.